0: For our children, some of you, precious saints of God, moms and dads, have been praying for your children for years and years, and you begin to wonder sometimes. Weariness will set in. We, we talked about that earlier uh, in the message, and we will grow tired. And I have proclaimed to you in the Holy Ghost that the Lord is going to send an angel to you. You're going to feel a strengthening. In fact, I prophesy to you right now that the next time you get in your closet, you're going to feel the presence of that angel. And you're going to pray with more fervency over something that you've been praying about for a very long time and your prayers have been getting a little weak because you're just not sure you're going to begin to pray about it again but you're going to feel an urgency come over you and there's going to be a boldness and a power begin to flow out of you and you're going to get into deep travail you're going to get into deep supplication unto God and a renewed strength is going to come you may be in agony but I'm here to tell you God God has the answer on the way and we pray sometimes and we may not see it but the fact that we cannot see it doesn't mean it's not taking place you know when you walk out and all of a sudden it starts raining well you didn't see all of that cumulus collection of moisture and everything that was taking place Everything that needed to happen to bring the results happened without you ever noticing. And when you pray, you send things into the spirit realm, and God is doing all kinds of things. Look at First Kings chapter 18 and 41. And Elijah said unto Ahab, I like Elijah's faith. He said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Now, don't put Elijah in some special category. I already read to you today that Elijah is subject to like passions just like you and I. But when he prayed, the rain stopped. Three and a half years later, he's about to pray again. Elijah has not even prayed the prayer yet. But Elijah has so much faith in the power of prayer that he said to the king, you better eat, man. You better drink, buddy. You better get on your chariot. You better hook up your horse. And you better get out of here because I Hear the abundance of rain. I wonder what would happen if we go to our closet today or tonight with that kind of faith in our prayer. And before we even say the prayer, we put things in order. Before we ever say the prayer, we do things because we know when we get on our knees and we begin to call on God and we take that fervent prayer and we step out of the closet and we put it to work, we know that God is going to bring it to pass. Are there any believers in the house? Come on. Are there any believers in the house? Hallelujah. He said, get up, go eat and drink. For there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab... He went and ate and drank, and Elijah went to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth. Listen, before I finish this, I want to tell you in the Holy Ghost that if you'll get a hold of what I'm talking about, there's something that's going to appear into your prayer life that you've never seen. My God have mercy I feel this and I feel this in the Holy Ghost somebody come on God is about to do powerful things listen he put his face between his knees it wasn't no little oh lay me down to sleep prayer and don't, don't don't misunderstand pastor I talked about this Wednesday night the Bible says pray always that means uh, we're always in prayer but we're not always walking around oh, 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 they would put you in a white jacket and place you in a cell somewheres, and then you could be in your closet for the rest of your life and pray as much as you want. No, we don't do that, but our mind is on prayer. We're constantly thinking on God, all right? We understand that, so don't misunderstand me when I talk about simple prayers. Prayer is prayer, and prayer is powerful. But there's times that you and I, we have got to get in our closet. There's times that you and I, the soul has got to groan. The Spirit has got a moan. And the Bible says when you don't know what to utter, let the Holy Ghost utter through you. Now Elijah knew that this was important. This is something that had to happen. He had already put his neck on the line. He said, King, go get your chariot. It's going to rain, I'm telling you. He got down, the Bible says. He put his, his face. I don't even know if I can get mine there. He put his face between his legs and he began to moan and groan and cry to the Lord. His servant, I comes and says, hey what's up Elijah? He said, I want you to go up and look towards the sea. And he said, go see if there's something there. His servant comes back. Nothing, he said. Not a thing. Elijah didn't stop praying. He knew the power of prayer one time nothing, two times nothing, three times nothing, four times nothing five times nothing, six times nothing, seven times not much Elijah I just saw a cloud about the size of a man's My God, son, you better, we got to get out of here because the storm is coming. Come on, somebody. If you'll work prayer, prayer will work for you. But you got to work it. You got to work it. Tell your neighbor if you'll work prayer prayer will work for you clap your hands to the lord Whew. he said i saw a, a little cloud about the size of a man's hand he said go say to ahab Bro, you better get out of here like I already told you. Thank you, brother. And I love verse 45. And it came to pass in the meanwhile. Listen, you do your part. Gotta do his. Do not pay attention to the fact that there's nothing in the sky keep working the prayer keep working the prayer God God Lord you said you said God you promised you promised (laughs) it's your word it's your word it's your word What are you praying about, Pastor? I'm praying about a building. I told God, I said, God, I'm tired of this. Uh, people don't have nowhere to go we can't can't function we can't do the things we want to do and I said God I'm tired of this it's time to bring this to an end I said Lord we're going on eight years eight eight is the number of new beginnings I said God I receive that and I'm standing on your promise do you see anything pastor no I thought I did a couple of months ago but oh well (laughs) that went away too are you going to give Oh no, I know the power of prayer. Ooh, God, you're going to do it. God, and somebody else comes. Pastor, I don't see any hope. God, you're going to do it. Pastor, I don't see how it can be done. God, you're going to do it. And I'm waiting because the day's about to come when somebody's going to say, I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. It might not look much to you, but it's the answer of prayer to me. I'm here to tell you in the Holy Ghost, don't stop working that prayer because there's about to appear in your life the cloud of the size of a man's hand. God is about to bring to pass what you have been praying about. The devil's try to discourage you. The devil's try to push you down. The devil's try to tell you it's not going to happen. He keeps coming back to you and saying there's nothing there. In fact, I think the sky's a little bluer. This time it was the last. Yeah, even the haze is gone. Well, that's because the storm that's come and blew it off. But you don't know that, do you? It's about to happen. A couple more minutes, I'll let you go. In fact, let's stand. Everybody say, do the work of prayer. But when you have prayed, say that, but when you have prayed, do the work you've prayed about. You know there's another guy music if you'll come his name was Naaman now I know we don't have all the background on this but there's no doubt that Naaman was seeking healing after any God he wasn't a one God Jew he didn't care he prayed to God of Lipton Tea, he prayed to the God of Post Oak Cereals, he prayed to, to the God of the sun, the God of the moon, the God of the water, he prayed them all, but there's a God up there, probably kind of amused, and he said, this dude's hungry, he doesn't know what to eat, but he's hungry, so he sent his little servant who overheard Naaman, and she said, Hey, I know someone that can heal you. There's a God, there's a God in Israel that if you'll go there, and then I love this part, Naaman comes to the king, and the, and the king goes, God, have you come to curse me? This man will kill me. You know I can't heal him. Why have you come to curse me? You know why he felt that way? Because he was not a man of prayer. He led, but he did not pray. Leaders must be the greatest prayer warriors. To all my leaders, you must be the greatest of prayer warriors. He said, go see the prophet. There's a prophet over there. Go see him. The Bible says he's on his way. And the same prophet that had done all these miracles sent his servant out. Because God showed him Naaman was coming. Sent his servant out. And he says, stop Naaman and tell him that if he'll go dip seven times. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you if you'll let me. If you'll go dip seven times in the river of Jordan, you will be healed. And the Bible says in verse eleven, chapter five, verse eleven, Second Kings. But Naaman was wroth; he got upset at the work. He was okay with the prayer. He was okay with the prophet, but he didn't like the work that he had to do in order to fulfill the prayer. No, no, no. He didn't want to do that. Watch him. He says, and he got got mad, went away, and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me. I mean, I am dignified. I'm one of the greatest leaders of my country. I thought for sure the man would at least come out and talk to me face to face. Listen, do you want recognition or do you want answered prayer? I'm going to hurt you. Don't, don't play just yet because it'll set a tune. It'll, it'll set a and I'm not sure how I want to go. I'm going to hurt you. Look at your neighbor and say, he, he's, this is going to hurt. You know why some of you are not healed? You know why some of us are not delivered? Because we enjoy the attention we get from our Dilemma. We pray the prayer, but when God gives us the work, we realize, hey, in order to do that, yeah, i got to lose my prestige. In order to do that, well, nobody's going to come pick me up and bring me out to get groceries anymore and stop by McDonald's and get my chocolate, my chocolate sundae with sprinkled nuts. If listen, some people don't get healed because they don't want to give up their Social Security check. God, God brings the answer of prayer, but then all of a sudden you realize you gotta to go to work. Whoa! This don't hurt that bad. Somebody say, Pastor is meddling. How'd that song go? This is why I preach. This is the reason why I This is the reason why I preach. Watch me. He said, are there not the rivers of Abana and Farpar? These nice clean rivers in Damascus? Could he have not have told me to go there and dip in the cool sands of those rather than this filthy, muddy, stinking river flowing out of this dumb mountain in this deserted, God-forsaken land? But thank God there was a preacher in his life. She made her way to him and said, Whoa! Whoa! This is what you've been praying about all of this time. And because you don't approve of the method that God has chosen. Now I'm going somewhere with this, so hang in. If you got bad knees, you can be seated. Someone be seated, lay hands on, and say, God, heal your knees. I'm not going to be much longer. So she preaches to him, and he says, I'm going to close with this. he He says, okay, I'll give it a shot. And he takes the work of prayer or the prayer he worked, and he does the work needed for the prayer. We know the story. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He comes out of the water. And his skin is like a baby. Watch me now. Watch me now. All of a sudden, the method doesn't matter. I don't think that old dirty water even crossed his mind. In fact, he probably dove back in, started playing in the dirt. In fact, I know he did. He went back to the prophet, and you know what he said? Can I take some dirt home with me? You mean that old filthy dirt, that old nasty dirt from this God first yeah. Can I put some in my donkey satchel and bring it back home with me? Because I don't ever want to lose what I've got. Okay, I'm closing. Look at your neighbor say, It is this might hurt. But it's going to help. And I know because I was, I was just like you. I loved God. You can be seated. I got at least five more minutes. Five more minutes. I'm closing, though. I'm closing. I loved God. I was 15 years old, 16 years old. And I received the Holy Ghost in a woman's Globe meeting. It was me and 400 other pretty ladies. It's crazy. My sister invited to me, and of course she didn't tell me it was a woman's globe meeting. She just invited me to church. I went there, and and they let me in. I had long hair like my brother here all the way down on my back. I'm going to preach on that after a while, though, so don't get offended when I do. So I walked in there and I had long hair, like Brother Luma said. He wants us all to grow our hair. I think that's what I heard him say. Uh, but to my men, he meant spiritually. Okay, Brother Spears, Brother Spears, he meant spiritually. So don't, you know, I like the bald look, son. Keep it like it is. So I walk in there, and power of God begins to move. Bless you, brother. Power of God begins to move, and all of a sudden my mind goes blank. The only thing I can do is feel God. I make my way down to the altar. I don't even remember, Brother Henry, what the the preacher said. And I'm standing before God. I lift up my hands. Next thing I know, I'm speaking in this crazy language. It's just weird. But what I felt was unbelievable. I take it home. I begin to study. One of my sisters had gotten in the apostolic church. She had gotten in there through a backslider and she was baptized in Jesus' name and was learning everything, other things about the Word of God. So she started coming to me. Some of you have already heard this, but I, I wanna, I'm trying to make a point, so stay with me. She started coming to me and witnessing to me about baptism in Jesus' name. And uh, I still had several languages in me, one was the Holy Ghost. One was English, and another was some very colorful French words. So she would come to me, and she would talk to me, and I could hear her t- talking to mom sometimes, and, and I'd get mad. One time I was up in the attic. I was putting in a, an attic fan because, you know, we were raised very poor. We didn't have uh, no AC or insulation or anything like that. I didn't even have to raise the window. Several windows were out, so when we turned the fan on, it would just come right on through. Sometimes we have to pull the core board out. But. So I'm up there doing that. And, and I remember she made me so mad that I slammed the hammer right on my thumb. And uh, Holy Ghost left and uh, then got revived. So I started screaming and cussing and hollering. And I came down the little, the little steps that I had made. And, and I'm cussing and hollering and shoving my... Sister out the door, and I, I, I get her out and out into the yard, and, and I tell her, I say, uh, leave me and mom alone, blankety-blank, blank, blank. We're saved, blankety-blank, blank, blank, and we don't need your blankety-blank, blank, blank. So I remember one day, one night I was studying the Word of God. It was several months later. Because I loved God. I want you to understand that. And there are a lot of people who are in love with Jesus. And God is leading them and guiding them because they love him. And he is trying to bring them into this wonderful truth. And so I remember studying with my mother. It was late at night. I'm not going to go into the whole thing. But there in the word of God, I saw it. Go ye therefore unto all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now the Holy Ghost was in me and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is who I am. But my name is Jesus. Now I didn't... I didn't fully understand that. Got baptized in Jesus' name. But I didn't fully understand that until I continued to study the word of God. And I saw that every disciple who ever baptized, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And so I had to ask myself the question, were they disobeying God or did they understand him? In Luke 24 Chapter twenty four, verses uh, forty five through forty nine. I believe, maybe verse forty five. If you can find that, throw it up there. It's Jesus is speaking, and he said he opened the understanding of his disciples that they might understand the scripture. he illuminate their mind that they would understand everything that he had ever taught so that when he resurrected up into the clouds and he left them to preach this mighty gospel to the world they would not confuse things they would not mix things up but they would deliver it the way it needed to be delivered and so where, where are you getting, where, where, where is this heading pastor? I'll tell you where it's heading. A lot of people want to be healed and a lot of people want to be saved and a lot of people love God and they want to get closer but when God reveals the method for some reason they have a problem with the method they don't want to go down in the dirty waters of Jordan they they would rather do it their way they want to do it in a classy way they want to do it in a noble way they want to do it their religious way they want to do it their traditional way but friend God is not about class. God's not about race. God's not about culture. God's not about social status. God's not about reputation. God is about truth. And when he comes to you he doesn't reveal you a method. He reveals you the method. He didn't say I am a way, a truth, a life. He said I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Okay, let's stand. I'm going to tie all this together. Hopefully next Sunday I'll get to my message. But it's been a great foundation. Second Kings 5 and 13. And a servant came near and spoke to him and said, to, he said, The prophet, if he had showed you some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? Verse 14. He goes down in Jordan. He realizes The method, it wasn't a... Method, It was the method that he wasn't, God wasn't showing you a way. He was showing you the way. And you've come here today and you've been praying, you've been seeking God, you've been wondering. Friend, this preacher wants to tell you, I'm not showing you a way. I am showing you the Bible way. I'm not here reading to you out of some book that some feel wrote. I'm not here to give you my opinion or my interpretation or what I think. I'm just here to read the book because the book is the way. Look at your neighbor and say the way. Okay, don't, don't lose me. Look at this, Acts 10 and 1, quickly. A certain man was in Caesarea, Cornelius' centurion. He called an Italian, a devout man, one that feared God with all of his house. And he gave much alms to the people and did what? And prayed to God always. What was Cornelius doing? He was working prayer. He was working prayer. He was working prayer. And he saw a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day. An angel of God came to him and he sat under Cornelius. And when he looked upon him, he was afraid. And he said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers. He worked prayer. He worked prayer. Thy prayers and thy arms have become a memorial before God. Looky here, friend. When you, just when you thought that you had prayed enough, just keep on praying. Because, friend, you're building a memorial before God. God, you would have thought that the prayer alone would have been enough. I mean, my Lord, it built a memorial wall before God, but it wasn't enough. Why? Because when you work prayer, you have to do the work of prayer follow me when you work prayer when you pray when you pray when you pray when you pray and the angelic power of God comes to you and the answer is revealed you have to step out of the prayer closet and now you have to go to work with the prayer I hope I'm making sense look at this he prayed he prayed he prayed he prayed he built a memorial wall before God You would have thought that would have been enough. Look at verse number 5. No, it's not. Now, all of a sudden, after all of that prayer, an angel shows up to this to this wonderful man Cornelius. He says, "Okay, you've worked prayer. Now let prayer go to work. What do I do?" He said, "I want you to send men to Joppa and call for one named Simon, whose surname is Peter. You work the prayer. Now do the work of prayer." He lodges in one Simon Tanner, who. By the seaside He's going to tell you And your house What you need to do Look at verse 37 Now when they heard this They were pricked in their heart And so hold on I jumped ahead Hold on one second And so he sends men to Joppa They get Peter Peter comes Peter preaches And the Bible says The Holy Ghost fell upon them They begin to speak in other tongues And Peter said Can any man forbid That we should not baptize these who have received the Holy Ghost like as we have and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord what happened He prayed, he prayed, he prayed, he prayed, he prayed. God shows up and says, this is what you need to do. But he didn't get offended. He didn't say, bless God, I'm a Gentile. I'm not calling on no Jew. He didn't say, I don't think so. That's not the way we do things. This is how we do things. No, when he got done praying, he sent those men to Joppa. Peter came, and Peter said, this is what you need to do. Repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Ghost because Jesus Christ is Lord friend he didn't let all his prayers go to waste when he found out how to work the prayer he worked he jumped on it and God did a miracle for him and his family I'm encouraging someone here today Listen, I'm encouraging you today. You've been praying. You love God. You've been asking God, God, bring me closer. God, I want to know you better. Lord, I've heard about this Holy Ghost. I want it in my life. And now God has brought you here. And the power of God has appeared before you like an angel out of heaven. You felt his glory. You felt his power. You felt his touch. Something's tugging on your heart. But the devil has showed up. And the devil says, no, that's not how we do it. Or the devil says, no, you've already done that. Don't do that again. But God is here to say to you, there is isn't many methods. There is the method. And I'm going to read it to you right now. The Word of God is a book that sets precedences. Anytime God opens up a new dimension, study the word. He sets a precedence. In other words, he lays down a foundation that everything else builds on. But the foundation is never removed. It's what brings stability. It's what keeps everything together. Without the foundation, everything would go in so many different directions. Watch me now. It would go in so many different directions that when somebody was trying to find the way and they would step into the middle of that, they wouldn't know which way to go. Because you got this over here and you got that over there. This one says this and this one says this and that one says this and this one says do it this way. Which way do I go? Go the Bible way. Forget about everything else. Go the Bible way. What does the Word of God say? And thank God I can stand before you and not read out of a theologian book, but I can read to you right out of the Word of God. I don't have to say our founders of such and such said this is what we need to do. I can stand before you and tell you that this is what the apostles of Jesus Christ said we need to do. And where did they get their information? They got it from Jesus. He opened their understanding. But the question today is going to be will you accept the method? The only method that God has ever laid down before man, will you receive it? Because Naaman, go home. Go back to your country dip in your beautiful rivers and find out if your leprosy goes away you'll be bound with the same disease you'll be bound with the same sin you'll be bound with the same addictions you'll be held bound with it's you can you can call out to the gods all you want you can until you walk until you work the answer of the prayer that you prayed, it'll never come to pass. When you pray, God doesn't send you a answer; He sends you the answer. So Simon Peter preaches his first message. You can play now. And set whatever tone you want. I don't know where we're going. Simon Peter preaches his first message. Did you understand that? Say first message. He preached his first message. Staggered out of the upper room, full of the Holy Ghost, and all of the brilliant Pharisees and Sadducees and Levites and priests, and all of the men that have gathered in from all the countries surrounding the known world come to the time of the feast there for the day of Pentecost the feast of Pentecost and uh, the Bible says the Holy Ghost fell upon them why were they in that upper room because Jesus said go to Jerusalem and tarry and do what wait for my spirit the promise to come from on high wait for it and when it comes you'll get power this is what I like about the disciples. They didn't, they didn't question the method. Well, this is crazy. We're just going to go stand around somewheres and wait. So the Bible says they were in one mind, one accord, seeking God. And all of a sudden, the sound of a rushing mighty wind. This is Acts chapter 2, verses 1-4. through four. The sound of a rushing mighty wind, it makes its way into the room. And the word of the Lord says fire like a cloven tongues like as a fire fell upon each of them and they all began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Ghost gave them the utterance my God I feel the Holy Ghost he filled that room he filled that room They staggered out of the room under the influence of the power of God. Men gathered around and they said, these men are drunk. And Simon Peter said, they are not drunk as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. It's only nine o'clock in the morning, Peter said. They haven't started drinking yet. Oh, they're drunk, but it's on a different kind of spirit. And then Simon Peter began to preach the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Watch me, watch me, watch me. He preached the death, burial, and the resurrection just like every other Christian religion in the world does today. They all preach it. The problem is when it comes to salvation, they changed his method because they didn't like the dirty rivers of Jordan. It didn't fit their traditions. It didn't fit their belief structure. It didn't fit their polytheism, their multi-God worship. We have to change the method. But I'm going to bring you back today to the only method that has ever been given and the only one that will ever be given and the only means by which you can be saved. Everybody say the method matters. Naaman, go on, go on. Go back to Damascus. Damascus. Dip yourselves in your rivers. Go ahead. Find out if your theology and your traditions can save you. Or, the little preacher said, you can give God a shot. Just give Him one chance. And if God fails you, okay. But if He doesn't, then the method matters. You know that story I'm preaching on it. Acts chapter 2, verse number 37. Acts chapter 2, verse number 37. So Peter preaches throughout the second chapter of the book of Acts, the first message, death, burial, and resurrection. The Bible says the hearts of the men were smote. They had heard the word. Watch me. They had been beating against the wall for 400 years. Send the Messiah. What are they doing? They're working prayer. They're working prayer. Send the Messiah. Finally, the prayer comes. It's answered. And now all of a sudden, they want to refuse the method. The only method. So Peter preaches death, burial, resurrection. Look at verse 37. Now when they heard this, heard what? The sermon. Go back and read it for yourself. When they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And they said to Peter, the apostle with the keys, right? They said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do don't go to verse 38 yet there's no difference than this when Naaman showed up at Elijah and said I've come to you and I'm sin bound I'm stricken with leprosy what do, I'm sorry I know I'm holding you God my, my daughter Hannah won't let me hear the end of it Just and he said I have leprosy what do I need to do and he said, tell him to go. Tell him. He didn't even do it himself. He sent a servant. God's not going to show up here and tell you. He sent the preacher. And the preacher's in the book. He said, go tell him, dip in Jordan. So the Bible says to the preacher, verse 38. This is what I want you to tell him. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Everybody say it with me. Repent. I'd stop right there. Not everybody said it. Everybody say, I'm somebody. Everybody say it with me. Then repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name. What about Father, Son, Holy Ghost? Because Jesus is Father, Son, Holy Ghost. He said, I come in my Father's name. He said, the Father's going to send the Holy Ghost in my name. There's only one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, folks. There's not a multiplicity of names. Father's not a name. It's a title. Hannah, are you my daughter? That makes me a, is that my name? What's my name? Hey, Daniel. I had a father. That makes me a, is that my name? What's my name? Hannah's got some of my genes. God bless her heart. But my name is still Daniel. The name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, according to the Bible, not man, is Jesus Christ. Hold on. And why are we baptized? For the remission of sins. And what's going to happen when you get baptized in Jesus' name and your sins are remitted and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Welcome to the method of the word. I don't want to hurt you, but listen to me. Everything else is from man. Everything else is going back to Damascus and dunking yourself in your own little river. Your own theology. Your own tradition. Your own learning. Forget your learning. Read the Word. Everywhere else in the Word of God Every time they were asked the same answer. When they were in Samaria and the Samaritans got the gospel for the first time, they were baptized in Jesus' name and received the Holy Ghost. When Peter preached to Cornelius... They received the Holy Ghost, and they were baptized in Jesus' name. When Paul the Apostle in Acts 19 preached the gospel to the disciples of John in Ephesus, they were bad. they repented, they were baptized in Jesus' name, and they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because there is no other method. So... So how did I end up on this when I started out with work in prayer? I'm going to tell you how. You're here today because you have worked prayer. God, help my family. Lord, draw me closer to you. Jesus, I want to know you better. I love you. And God knows your love for him. He knows your love for him. And he loves you. And you work prayer. And you work prayer. And you work prayer. And then the answer comes. And when it's time to do the work of the prayer. Somehow. Satan stops you. Because he knows. That if you don't do the work of the prayer. That you worked. There will never be. Any results. You have to step out of what you've been praying. And saying okay. Now I see. How to work. How to go out and do. To fulfill. What I've been praying about. God has brought that to you. Every eye closed and every mind on the Lord. We're going to open up this altar. It's only, wow, it's 1.30, sorry. Every mind on God. Are you ready? You may be standing by someone, or you may just want to come yourself. But I invite you to step out. I invite you to make your, invite you to make your way down into this altar. It's the method. God calls you. You step out and you come listen it may not even be about salvation there may be some of you you've been working prayer working prayer working prayer and God has showed something to you but you hesitated to do what God had showed you because the method seems so difficult or the method seems so strange but God is showing you how to get your prayer fulfilled he told the man that was blind he said "Go." wash at the pool of Bethesda. Not any other pool, the pool of Bethesda. That's the one you're going to wash at. That's the one that's going to bring the sight to your eyes. Why? Because I have a method, that's why. And you can't deviate from the method. You've prayed, you've asked, now I'm here and I'm giving you the answer and I'm giving you the method. Don't just work the prayer. Do the work of the prayer. How do I do that? whatever God is showing you whatever God is telling you learn to step out in faith on it and if you're here today and you love God and you pray to Him and you feel Him and He touches you and you hunger for Him but you're not sure if you've ever been baptized in Jesus' name. I want to baptize you today. I have a baptismal pool right outside that door and it's warm and ready to go. And if you've never received the Holy Ghost, the Bible says if you'll repent of your sins and be baptized, the Holy Ghost will come to you. It is a promise. It is a promise. It's coming. It will happen. It's his method, it's his way. And so I beg you, as the preacher today, oh, you have worked the prayer. You have worked the prayer. You have prayed. You have prayed. You have prayed. And now God has brought you here today. And you can feel the pull on your heart. I ask you. I beg you. Don't. Don't refuse the method. It's the only method he's ever given. It's the only Bible way. There is no other way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Let him bury you in his name. Let him Fill you with his spirit Let him do a miracle in your life And the way we're going to do this right now I want you to lift your hands if you will everybody across the building and we're going to repent of our sins it's the first thing we have to do he's the forgiver of our sins the Bible says if we'll confess our sins he's just to forgive them Father we come before you right now every one of us we repent oh God we repent be merciful Lord God we repent of our thoughts that are not right Lord we repent of the the things we've allowed our eyes to see that are not right we repent of the things we have allowed our ears to hear that is not right we repent of the places we've gone and the things we've done that are not right oh God we open our heart to you we open our heart to you right now oh Father forgive us of our sins forgive us of our sins forgive us Of our sins have mercy. And while your hands are still raised. You're going to begin to feel the power of God touch you. On the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And as you cry out to him right now. Let God come upon you. Let the power of the Holy Ghost come upon you. Let the anointing of the Lord come upon you. Let God touch you today. Let God touch you today. Today. Let God bless you today. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost we pray that you would descend in this building right now we pray that you would descend upon us come down upon us oh God minister oh mighty God minister oh mighty God touch us Lord touch us with your power fill us with your spirit fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost God God, I want Your method. I don't want man's method. I want Your method. Praise God! How many today? How many today? You have not been baptized in Jesus' name. I want you to raise your hand. Just kind of wave it at me. You've never been baptized in the name of Jesus. How many are too scared to raise your hand because you think I'm gonna drag you out to get baptized? That's not gonna happen. How many of you are not sure you were baptized in Jesus' name? Just wave at me. You're not sure. Woo, I got a bunch of chickens in the house. All right, I got a few praying in the altar. God bless them in Jesus' name. Listen, we have a baptism out there that is ready to go. And some of you are still thinking in your mind listen to Pastor. You're still thinking in your mind, I've already been baptized. I'm here to tell you that if you weren't baptized in the name of Jesus, you were baptized by man. But if you want to be baptized by the Word of God and the way the Word of God says it, you'll be buried in the name of Jesus. This is my challenge to you. I don't have to convince you. Go home yourself. Go home yourself. Open the book for yourself. Don't open up some side book to teach you. Open the book for yourself. Read the book of Acts. Read the Gospels. Read the book of Acts. You come back and tell me how the Bible says to be baptized. And my prayer is that you will be willing, Naaman, that some preacher will get through to you. That even if it goes against everything you've ever known. And if it goes against everything you've ever been taught. I will go down in the name of Jesus. Because it's what the Bible says to do. If you want to be baptized today, let somebody know. You can let anybody know. We'll get you to the right place. We'll bury you in the name of Jesus. We'll pray with you, and God will do great things for you. I love you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. I know I held you long today. I'm sorry. Lord bless you. We'll see you again soon. You're wonderful people. Go love God and let God love you.